So welcome to Becoming Legendary. This week, we spoke with Chris and Anthony from the book, Killer Plant-Based Cooking. And Brian, this was this was a fun conversation. It was a real fun conversation. Off to a little, little bit of a slow start, but things picked up and... Yeah. Um, we, we really got to experience, you know, their, their passion for cooking and they, they both come from, from different backgrounds. So I, I found that the, the synergy between the two um, really kind of made for this unique offering. Yeah. So a chef and a psychologist that came together to create a plant-based cookbook. And I think what you kind of hit on there was the thing that really stuck home with me was that there is a lot of heart and passion in both of them and they really care about what they're, what they're doing, what they're producing. And that really shone, shown through. Yeah. Shown through uh, in this conversation. I really felt like there was a, there was a genuineness to the conversation that has really been for the last couple of conversations we've had with people, just really genuine rad people, which has been fun. Yeah, super fortunate with these guests. Um, I, I think it's they really care about you, the listener, right? The human being, and yeah. and and really kind of deepening um, their your experience of life through food and through these rad recipes. So check them out. Be sure to like, share, and comment on this beautiful podcast. We put a lot of time and effort into this. Any yeah. effort and energy you put out would be amazing as well. Yeah. Yeah, we, Brian and I would love love that support. It helps us a ton. Uh, we don't we don't ever talk about promoting this thing because uh, it is just fun for us. But we would love we have enough rad conversations on here. We want more people to listen, more, more people to hear them. So um, if you take the five minutes to leave us a comment, we'll send you a virtual hug. Hundred <laughs> percent. So without further ado, let's get to becoming legendary with the authors of Killer Plant Based Cooking: Healthy Recipes with a Vengeance. Chris and Anthony. There are no gold medals for down dog. Maximize every opportunity so that you. You legendary become legendary. What adjustments can you make right now to make yourself one Your percent better? Your only goal is to be the best version of you. Chris, Anthony, welcome to Becoming Legendary. How are you guys today? Doing great. Doing well. Thank you. How are you? Good. Heck yeah. Really good. Thank you for asking. Um, can we just start out? Yeah, super, super excited to have this 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 chat. So can we just start out with you guys? You can flip a coin. Whoever wants to go first can go first, but just giving us the quick little introduction to us and your audience, who you are. Sure, I'll go first. Yeah. My name is, so I'm Chris, Chris Lenza. I am a uh, executive chef. I live in Phoenix or the Gilbert area of Phoenix. And I'm uh, um, a chef. I'm, I, I'm known as a wellness chef in our community. Um, I'm known for creating uh, more healthier, more health health approached uh, recipes. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I do now. Heck yeah, Anthony. Can we get the same that same kind of thirty second, ten thousand foot view of you? Sure. Um... I am a clinical psychologist. Uh, I work for the Department of Veterans Affairs. So I do a lot of psychotherapy with veterans. That's my day job. Uh, I do a lot of trauma treatment um, and some mindfulness stuff through the whole health program that the VA has. And, um, and then my, my side gig with Chris here is um, we are collaborating on other book projects and launch the business together. Look within education. And how did you guys, how'd you guys come together? Yeah. Well, um, I, I think I'll jump in on that. I met Chris, um, my fan a long time ago. It was in the fifth grade. I think I was in the fifth grade and my family had moved to a different part of town and I met Chris, uh, he was playing basketball in front of his house and I just walked up to him and introduced myself and uh, our friendship started, started there. And then it had, uh, we became really good friends in high school. Um, and even back then, I was thinking about this today, even back then, 
uh, Chris was coaching me on diet, not diet, but weightlifting mostly. And I was the skinny, tiny, um, probably the shortest, skinniest person in the, in the group. And, um, so they were all, we did a lot of lifting and I was trying to get bigger. So Chris was advising on how to put on muscle mass. So at that time I was taking some weight gainer. <laughs> nice. That is, that is, I would have never predicted that story, but I love, I love that that's where this started. <laughs> was there a basketball game? Did, did you challenge him to a basketball game? Um, no, no challenge. Just, <laughs> just was looking for a friendship. Cool. Heck yeah. So I, I just need to dive into this a little bit more. So as a, as a fifth grader, that's probably, let's see, like 10, 11. I think so. Is that fair? Um, <laughs> so were you, were you all, were you like remarkably outgoing and social? Uh, no, that was my problem. I was not only like on the smaller end, but I was really shy. So it took a lot of guts for me to, to do that. Yeah. I love it. That's rad. <laughs> Chris, is that exactly how you remember it? Yeah. Yeah. Anthony, uh, Anthony was very timid, I, I recall, and, 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 uh, but he was very kind uh, as he is now. And, and, you know, that's, that's, that's what I, that's a great uh, friend to have, to be quite honest. So, you know, sure. I can see why we still have a, uh, a great relationship years and years later. That's cool. And years and years later, you guys got together and you wrote, and you wrote a book. Is, was that the first project, the collab project? Yeah. And that yeah. book is, is right here. It's killer plant-based cooking, healthy recipes with a vengeance. Um, <laughs> what was the inspiration? How did, how do we get started down, down the path of, of writing this book together? I can jump in there. Uh, and I can also, you know, Anthony chime in, but um, yeah. you know, it's our, interesting how Anthony and I, our, our relationship how it developed, you know, there were pockets where we, we haven't really talked for five to 10 years. Um, and, and I think that the, the last time we talked right before this cookbook journey was 10, it was about 10 years. And I was traveling through California, San Francisco area, working in wineries and, and restaurants. And Anthony let me stay at his, uh, his, his, uh, his apartment at the time. So then fast forward 10 years later, we, we talked about a lot of things and caught up, but we really, disconnected but Anthony called me I was I can remember I was in a I'm on, on a on a road trip to, I think back to California and Anthony called and I, I didn't recognize the number but I answered and you know we started chatting and fairly quickly Anthony you know asked you know I, I really want to do a cookbook and at the time Anthony was uh, interested in Italian cookbooks and he knows that that's a passion of mine. That's my, that's kind of my heritage of Italian American. And we were always cooking ton, a ton of Italian recipes, but my journey at the time, I was, um, I was vegan for five years and I was creating a lot of plant-based recipes, um, for myself. Um, but also for, I, I, I was interested to share those recipes with as many people as possible in our community and want to get them in into our educational systems. Uh, but I really didn't know how to, and I wasn't really thinking about a cookbook. So I thought that this would be uh, an opportunity to take that. And uh, Anthony, Anthony paused for a second because I don't think he was expecting that, uh, that response. Uh, because I, because, you know, I, I, Italian is like, that was, that's in my blood. It's, but that, that's easy, right? So I wanted something a little bit more challenging, but that would have a little bit more impact on people's health. Um, so from there, we started conversations. We hit the ground running really quickly. Um, uh, you know, I had a bunch of recipes set. Um, yeah, that's kind of how it got started. Cool. The path up. Go ahead, Brian. I was going to say, Anthony, do you remember this, this that exact same way? I was going to just mirror the question back that Patrick <laughs> just asked about, because I'm sure that story is, story is a little bit different in your mind. Yeah. Um, I. I had um, a grueling five years of uh, grad school, finishing my doctorate in psychology, and I was actually doing a postdoc fellowship 
I was finishing that up and I just, you know, needed another project to work on. And I really like doing collaborative projects. I, I, I like writing. Um, I knew how to write a book from writing a dissertation. Um, so I wanted to apply that skill, uh, but I didn't want to do it alone. Uh, so I kept thinking to myself, who would be a great person to, you know, collaborate with? And yeah, I, I was kind of working on this side project with uh, a family member of an Italian cookbook, but that didn't work out. So then um, I thought of Chris because, um, you know, I was following him on social media and I knew he was doing really well as a chef. And I knew he had what it takes to put together a book or at least a perseverance to um, put that together. Uh, just from what I known him uh, in his career and in high school too. Um, so I called him up out of the blue and just said, Hey, you want to, I jumped right in and, you know, want to, want to write a book together. And he was all for it. I was surprised. And yeah, I was surprised by the turn. I thought Italian would be his interest. Um, but then he said plant-based um, and that was great for me because Although I wasn't, um, I wasn't vegan, but I was primarily a plant-based eater um, with my wife being a dietitian. We ate very similar style. Um, so it fit, it fit really good. I was, I liked that idea. So I was like, let's go with it. And then, yeah, Chris started pumping out recipes. Like I was, I couldn't keep up. I couldn't keep up. <laughs> yeah, the book is, the book is really thorough. Um, that's for sure. I just, I have a question. I'm always curious about when, when people embark on an endeavor to, to write, to write books, I'm, I'm, I'm most curious about what was omitted. So I'm just going to, I have a, a list of, of, of things that are written down that I thought were really interesting. You have in things in the book, like meal planning evidence for a plant-based diet, um, killer, can't read my writing, of course, K kitchen tools. Thank you. Killer, killer, healthy, important substitute I really liked that list. I thought that was, I thought that was an interesting list. Yeah. Yeah. So, so killer drinks, killer soups and salads, killers, killer entrees, um, desserts, dressings and sides, all of the above. So I'm just curious as you guys went through the, the, the editing process, was there something that you omitted that, that maybe, um, you'd like to, to see in a future book or, um, I'm just kind of curious about that. Um, I'll have to think more, but I think one thing was I didn't, the psychology piece, I didn't put a lot of that aspect into it. So I think we, if, if I were to do it again or do the follow-up book, uh, follow-up book is going to be more psych psychology based behavioral interventions to help people make these changes. So I think nice. a lot of that stuff was, I, I did put some in the introduction. And there's some tips in there, the introductory material, but I think a lot more could be said there. It is a uniquely, uniquely laid out book concept, though, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so um, you guys, you guys can give me give the I think probably give that description a little bit better, but it you know, it, I think it's it's represented as like. A cookbook, but it it's definitely a it has a unique place in the cookbook world, right? There's like beautiful recipes, um, but then there there are so many additional layers that you guys have put in there. How did how did we get to the point where we started we were started deviating away from the more traditional cookbook concept? Chris, you want to dive in on that? Yeah, I can I can get started on that. I mean, it's, we had when we started out the cookbook. We, we were covering everything. Like when I mean every, like I, I felt like we, we just had too much going on. Mm. Um, and, and, and as each week progressed with new recipes and Anthony providing feedback, it took a different direction. I mean, this, this book, I believe is three years we worked mm. on it. Um, we took so many different turns. You know, it, it, it was, uh, it, and I agree, there are so many layers. I can't believe, to be quite honest with you, like I, I, I now, after it's done, can kind of take a sit back and take a break and, and, and look at it from a different view almost. And I can't believe, like, still now, like the, the layers that we are covering in there. 
Um, and then we pulled so much out uh, because we had so many ideas. We want to, honestly, a lot of our passion, we're passionate about it. So we wanted to help people as much as we can. So and we were we covered everything, and then it was like, all right, we we can't cover all of this, so let's let's eliminate that. But you know, I think what what really what really is spectacular, I think that really stands out is is that you know we we hit a lot of different avenues. Uh, we we're, we're, we're it's plant based. You're going to find a lot of vegan recipes, vegetarian recipes. You're going to find recipes that are made without gluten, which is a which is kind of. Um, a concern to some some people now um, that that consume that kind of diet, um, and I use the word diet, but what was really important to us to not we didn't want to create a diet, you know mm. we did not want to put a diet cookbook out. So I just I did want to make that clear. So if we found ourselves going in that direction, we always pulled back a little bit, and that that wasn't we're we're not trying to encourage people to eat a certain way. Mm. We we want to open up people's minds our people's thought process of how to approach food, how to approach plants to mm. plants can be really fun to cook with. Uh, you, you know, you can have, you can create a lot of flavor through plants. Um, and just go on through the list, you know, we, we have like a low sodium. So Anthony and I both um, have, we have hypertension. So we don't really, we don't really consume a lot of sodium in our, in our dishes, you know? Um, so it was important for us to make recipes that we like. So we, we were, we were thoughtful of, of, of making a book that had low sodium, but it also gives the person whoever, who's cooking the book or cooking the recipes, if they want to add more sodium, you can, you know, mm. we make that throughout, we make that point throughout the book. And, and, and then the same thing with meat. we're not, we're not asking or telling that you should be vegan or vegetarian or plant-based. We also give opportunity in there that if you do consume I mean, you can you can complement all of, all of these recipes with uh, with some plants or uh, with some animal proteins or whatever it may be. So I think I think it's it has it has so many directions, um, but I can I can I can just finish with that and say that it really comes from a uh, a, a place that has a lot of passion behind it. Yeah, you can yeah. tell. It was it's almost like my my wife has a cookbook that um is like recipes from from my mom and from her mom that is sort of like combined into this um into this cookbook and it re reminded me of 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 of, of that intimate of, of experience it, like you brought us into your home into your kitchen if you will so i thought that was a really um really cool part that that stood out to me yeah it's great yeah. to hear that the the passion component um because i know you mentioned that there's at least a stint of your, of your experience where you were vegan. Um, and that was kind of around the conception of this. So the, the passion, I think obviously comes from your, both of your life experience here, Chris, can you just give me a little of that, like food, food story? Cause I think everybody has, everybody mm. has those things. So many people have the experience of, of vegan, whether that's like, an hour or a, a week or <laughs> six years or a lifetime. Right. Um, but can you, can you just kind of walk through how you got into that down that path first and how that really sparked this inspiration? Yeah, I think there, there's multiple components to the re reason why I, I chose to, to do this path. You know, the number, the first thing that kind of stands out was that I have, you know, I've, I have, uh, high blood pressure and uh, high cholesterol. I'm not one that wants to combat that with medication if I don't have to. So I did, I wanted to try to change my diet, and that that was the first approach that I took. Second, I I honestly like being in this industry, um, really my whole life uh, since I was 15. Um, you know, it, it it's been a recurring theme to see so much meat, um, so much meat just through uh, on so many menus and, and uh, not that, that that's a bad thing, but I think there's room to grow, to cut back a little bit. And I, I noticed that and I wanted mm -hmm. to be able, when I had that kind of aha moment, I wanted to be able to, 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 to give that aha moment or teach that to people um, that, that, you know, every meal doesn't need to be consumed with animals. Right. 
you know, so also I wanted to, I wanted to challenge, you know, I, I, my path in my career has, has taken me in so many different directions. I, I, I like to experiment. I like to, I like to grow in ways and, and you know, find, try to find things that I, I, know I don't normally do. Well, I spent my whole life learning how to cook meat really, really good, you know? So it was like, this all just kind of made sense. And, 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 and then to be, to be, to kind of finish it was like, I, I'm a, as an executive chef, I, or I have an opportunity to change the way people approach dishes, you know, and, and, and educate them. I can, I, you know, I not only can do a, well, I cook your meal or plan the menu, cook the meal and provide that to you. But I could also have a conversation with you why I chose this plant-based food, um, and just kind of educate you. And, and now that this opens up, hopefully opens up your mind to, to, you know, maybe approach, approach the plate a little bit differently. Um, you know? Yeah. I like that. Now, Anthony, I've, I've, I've got to ask this. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to find out your, your, how your, how your path of eating sort of developed as well too. And I'm wondering if it had something to do with your experience living in an ashram. Um, Patrick is a yoga teacher. I'm a yoga teacher. I know yes. Chris is, Chris is, of course, we've had discussions and talks about, we've been hung out a few times about yoga and stuff like that. So I just want to open that door and, and see if you can shed some light into, into that experience. Like that's something really interesting. Yeah. I think that would be one of the main ways, uh, moving into an ashram, but, uh, taking a couple steps back, I had a lot of high stress, like I mentioned, uh, grad school earlier. Um, grad school was really stressful and, um, I came from also a background where a diet, uh, my family upbringing was, you know, spaghetti and meatballs, meat and potatoes kind of thing. And, um, the high stress. And I found this, I was in New York city at the time living, I was going to grad school at the new school for social research. And at the time it was, there was a yoga center right across the street. Um, and I walked in there and I was like, you know, I need some help with managing stress. And, you know, they pointed me to yoga classes. So I started taking yoga. Uh, but they also had an Ayurveda doctor there. Mm. And I hooked up with her. Um, and she taught me a lot about how to change, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you can do yoga, take some uh, asana classes, but really you have to change your lifestyle and mainly uh, the diet. And that's where I was introduced first to like a vegetarian diet and the value of eating um, more vegetables and also like how that plays with um, the makeup, the, the doshas as, as it's talked about in Ayurveda. So I had to learn a specific type of diet that's individual to me and uh, that really helped and that really clicked. So I, I um, became vegetarian at that point. Um, I fell in love with yoga, um, still do it almost, you know, at least every other day. Um, and that led me to the ashram. So, uh, I ended up moving to San Francisco to move into this, the yoga society, of San Francisco. And there, um, it just deepened the, uh, the vegetarian diet, um, way of eating and uh, yoga practices. And that's where I did my yoga teacher training as well. Super cool. Yeah. That's wild. It's wild. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that, that ashram is really cool because you have this, you know, it's like a temple in the middle. Well, not in the middle of the city, but it's in San Francisco, right? In yeah. the district. And here sits a temple. And it's like, wow, I can enjoy the city because I love living in an urban lifestyle. And also, you know, learn meditation and, and yoga and Ayurveda on a deeper level. So it was really cool. That is cool. There's, there's something that attracts me to that to that lifestyle uh, or to that commitment. I, I would say, um, Patrick, and I were just talking about a friend that used to work at one of his studios that is now a full time yogi in where Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Yeah, he's kind of disengaged from this Western lifestyle and and um, and took that leap of faith. Yeah, I don't, I don't think my wife would appreciate that leap right now, but it's, it's always, it's something that's, that's, that's crossed, crossed my mind in, in, um, 
quite frequently, actually. Yeah, Ryan predicts. That kind of stirs up some memories of when we were planning this cookbook. We were, we had ideas around, and and it still may be for for version two, or but we wanted to do a uh, a yoga pose that would complement a recipe. Oh, cool! For every recipe, you would have a yoga pose for that. So that's possibly in our future, but um, I think that would be really cool. It's something you don't really see out there, but also oh. bring some meaning behind it. You know, why, why you would do, why you would eat this specific uh, split pea soup or whatever it may be for this position and, you know, put some, put some meaning behind it. Um, so yeah, that was one of our, I think we may have even started our first chapter with that, but that's rad. As opposed to the standard American diet, every pose would be shavasana. You can't even move after <laughs> the standard American diet, you know? It, well, so. I mean, to the, exactly yeah. to the point. Yeah. Like we want to, you know, we want to be, you know, to be able to approach a meal, eat a meal, but also feel like you can, you can go accomplish something after, you know, exactly. I mean, there's, there's a time and place for comfort food, you know, for sure. But, you know, if you're active, busy lifestyle and you, you want to keep moving and, you know, I think there's a, I think there's a place for, uh, for that approach. So hundred percent sounds like a podcast episode two, when that book is finished with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're still trying to figure that out, but that'd be great. Thank you. We yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really amazed. Like if you think about where, where did you guys, where was the basketball hoop that we met? What, what state? Pennsylvania. It's- Okay, so two 11-year-olds in Pennsylvania meet, <laughs> grow up. Both of them are vegetarians. Um, man, the likelihood of <laughs> the likelihood of this story is is so remarkably small. Uh, I, I'm just I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact that this this has happened. Um, well, there was we, another sorry to interrupt. Just oh, one no. other there. Um, I mentioned I went to school in New York City. So when I was coincidentally, I guess when I was moving to New York, Chris, I think you were just moving to New York too, because I remember I was <laughs> of telling course. I called <laughs> Chris up culinary like, Yeah, he was going to culinary school. So I had um I remembered stopping by at his mother's house to she yeah. was packing me up to give food to him and I drove it out yeah. to New York City and super we had rad. met out there as well. Um and then our path sort of split off again. That is amazing. What, what years were you guys in New York City? I got there in 2003. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was uh, there. Go ahead. Yeah, I was. I was just saying, agreed. Yeah, yeah. About that time. I was there from 2005 to like 11. Okay. So we might have just crossed paths there slightly. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely was not into yoga. There were any, I, I was a, I call that my, my previous life. <laughs> Everything has changed for the better since, since then. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. New York's New York's a wild place, um, or it can be a tame place, depending on what your what your experience or what you're called to experience. I should say, um, did, did did the New York experience? Were you guys hanging out there as well, um, like quite frequently, or is that something that you kind of just touched on um, as you guys progressed in your different career paths? Yeah, we hung out a little, right? Yeah, we hung out a little bit. We took some rides. Uh, um, back from uh, from new york back to pennsylvania around the holidays together uh share you know some shared car sharing and sure stuff like that um but you know i was in culinary school there and i was also you know i wanted that big city experience mm. the, you know the five-star restaurants and and you know i i, I worked a, a lot so we really didn't meet as much as we wanted to um uh, you know, I was seven days a week, all nights. And you? Was, so, um, yeah, we did. I don't think we connected as much as we could, but it, you know, I still remember carrying your mattress down those three flights of stairs. Yeah. 
I remember my I remember carrying a mattress from the mattress store up to my apartment. It was the weirdest experience because I had just moved there. I didn't have a bed and I was like, wait a minute. The mattress store is like a block away. That means I got to no one's going to drop it off to my house and bring it up. I got to carry this thing. It was like this. I was like, where am I? What is what is going on right now? There such a such a we I moved there from from Ohio, so or actually from Atlanta, Georgia. So just like a it was a it was an eye-opening experience to say the least. What 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 restaurants did you work in there, Chris? Was there any ones that that you couldn't name off the top of your head? Uh, you know, I, I tried to move around as, as many as I can. Uh, they were they were three star at the time. Cool. Um, did a lot of stages, which would be like a um, an opportunity to go into high profile kitchens, but not commit, but to but uh, but to learn what the uh, chefs were doing uh, at that moment. And they usually, you know, I tried to find the places that were more cutting as cutting edge as possible. Um, you know, that's why I was there, you know, unfortunately they didn't, they don't really pay at the time. They don't, they didn't pay for, uh, stages. So that was all done on your own. So I would do, um, you know, my Monday through Friday school. And then at nights and weekends, I would work, um, for as far as like stages, just, you know, get to know people and network. Um, but yeah, so there were, there were, uh, French, Italian, um, and a uh, Swedish, Sweden, Swedish restaurant. Oh, wide variety. Yeah, yeah. As as you can see, a lot of the many of the recipes have a uh, kind of a global experience. Global, you know, like mm. not not really authentic, but they were inspired. I had a lot of inspirations from restaurants that I worked through. That was important uh, for me. But. Absolutely, that adds to the depth of the of the cookbook for sure. Appeals to not only more people, but it, more more people's palate, right? Because everyone's palate is so so unique and different. Um, it's, it, that's something that, that, that I took away from that too. Absolutely a global type of influence cuisine, if you will, or menu. Yeah. Yeah. And that was part of the, you know, when we were planning the recipes is, you know, we wanted to try to be as diverse as possible, you know, not, not too many global, but have some in there for folks that maybe are familiar for that comforting chicken marsala that they normally would eat, but something with a spin on it. Um, you know, but we also wanted to create some uh, more simple um, recipes that can be very approachable for uh, for for anybody, really. So we, I think that was a tough part to try to find find that that balance of you know how complicated do we make the recipes and and uh, but our our goal was to make them as approachable as possible, and that's where Anthony had to come up with the um, uh, rating each dish mm. of. Uh, easy, moderate, or, or difficult. Uh, so, you know, that, that was, a, you know, that was something that we added in there to accomplish that. I really appreciated the, the chef's commentary piece as well. Um, I think in lot, some of the cookbooks that I took a holistic nutrition training, um, hundred hour program over at, or 200 hours over at, um, sp- sp- Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. And w- w- just looking through cookbooks and the experiences that we had, some of the literature we had to read there, um, there, there wasn't, I liked how you called it the chef's commentary. Like this is coming from me who I put this recipe together and here's my two cents about it. That was really rad because some, sometimes you don't see that, that honesty, right? I mean, that that's, that's an opinion that you, that's you sort of laid out for, for people to, to, to digest. Um, and I thought that was, that added a, a, a component of, of depth to the experience of reading the book as well. Well, that was all Anthony. So he could, uh, <laughs> he, he, he was, uh, he was definitely, uh, uh wanted that and, and his idea and, and I wanted it too, but he, he came up with it and, and, and it was, uh, it was something that he worked, worked really hard on getting, getting that right. But I don't know, Anthony, you probably could talk a lot more about that, but. Well, no, I mean, that's, that sounds right. I was just, you know, used, you know, I would tap into Chris's head a bit on the recipe to try to understand like where, where he was coming from. And then I would just, you know, sometimes take notes on what he was saying and then put it right in there and then rewrite it. Um, but so, yeah, I, I think that is a really cool feature of the the recipes. You have that. And then the header note, um, the introduction to the recipe too, we try to add some like nutritional facts about each recipe. Yeah. 
so Anthony, when when you when you picked up the the phone to make this call to Chris, how much of the book was already like crystallized in your head? Very little. Um, like I said, I was going in there thinking this would be an Italian cookbook. Um, yeah. I didn't have. It was a really different, like, I had to take a really different approach because like I said, I wrote a dissertation. I worked on another um, a yoga book before. So the recipe book was a completely different structure internal, like, in, interior wise. So yeah. I had to, you know, study a lot of other cookbooks. I remember going to the library and just getting like 20 or 30 cookbooks just to get an idea of how they're laid out structurally. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it, I just knew I wanted to work with Chris on doing a book project. And so I just saw the end in mind, more like I, we, we have this finished project ready to yeah. go on Amazon. I didn't know yeah. how we were going to get there exactly. <laughs> like I had some skills. That's perfect. Yeah. I knew he had a lot of skills. So, you know, we just hit the ground running. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to make things happen. Nice yeah. work. Heck Thanks. yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So I, I got a question that's, that's, uh, slightly off topic, but, but kind of relevant when you, when you guys are at home, um, and you are, you are going through your, your most consistent kind of meal direction. Is there an ethnicity or a country of origin where you tend to like start your cooking from? Does that question make sense? So, yeah. uh, you know, there's everything is going to have a base. Is, is there anything where we, where we really start from most, most frequently or the most like go-to? That's hard for me to answer because I don't do a lot of cooking at home. My <laughs> wife does, like I mentioned, she's That's a dietitian. And, yeah. uh, but we, like I said, we, we eat mostly plant-based, um, a lot of tofu dishes. Um, she's Korean. So we try to get a lot of, um, Asian cuisine in there, yeah. uh, nice. Korean dishes. Um, yeah, I don't know. So just the, it's, is that, is that heavily um heavily fermented and in, in in that type of in that type of korean space it can be okay. um she tries to you know like with the kimchi and stuff mm. it can be heavily fermented yeah um, but that's and, and very spicy too and a lot of like yeah. little dishes and things mm, yeah it's fun chris is your is your go-to italian <laughs> <laughs> no and my wife is, is not happy that it's not my good <laughs> she absolutely loves my italian food but I'm you know if, if i take a really I, I i guess it's a really odd approach or bizarre but every time i drop a pan on the the stove or whatever it is or start thinking of things i i, I put myself to a challenge i want i want to approach every single dish in a different way uh, with everything that it, the last 25 years is going up here in my brain. Wow. You know, and I, I, that, to me, it's, that's, that's learning, that's living through food. And, and uh, you know, I wanted to, I, I, I approach different, different rest, uh, different ingredients all the time. And, and, uh, but yeah, I, I, I wish I was more that uh, I, I, I don't know the right term for it, but I wish I maybe was a little bit more structured that way. Um, but I, I went to a, a French culinary school, so I had a lot of French influence and, and I grew up Italian, so I guess European. Um, but, you know, honestly, my, you know, one of the things when I, when I'm not writing recipes, and this is something, again, my wife doesn't like, but I will make something like she will be in love with or, or, or guests or friends, but I will not recreate that again. <laughs> Hmm. And it's just, it's just whatever. I mean, that came and gone. It didn't it may or may have interested me, may have it, but I want to put something else in that, you know, and then yeah. that's just in my approach, you know, it's, that keeps my, my wheels turning and keep, keeps me interested, but there's a time and place for tradition though. There is. I, I, I <laughs> Fair. Definitely <carved> <laughs> I definitely carved that out. 
you know, that's usually when my uh, my mom's around or something like that. And we'll pull up some we'll smart up. son. <laughs> yeah, you know, because she yells at me. She says it's not <laughs> this way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know the, Bless the your heart. cannot be cut perfect. They need to be cut like a grandma chop. Yeah, you know. And and, and, and uh, so yeah, when she's around, I have to stick to her recipe. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, okay, so I, yeah. I'm curious about the fusion between French and vegetarian because French is so animal protein heavy. Um, has that has that been an asset in, into drifting into the towards the the vegetarian creations? You know, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I, I, I get yes and no, you know, I, I, I see yes, but there are a lot, it is heavy, heavy meat, but you know, the, I, I found just through my experience, I got to travel throughout there, throughout Europe. I lived in Italy for a while. I, I did some cooking classes. Um, I traveled from the North to the South of Italy. And I, 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 you know, one thing that really hits home is the way they treat veg, the way vegetables are treated in, in Europe, and 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 many times in the homes uh, or restaurants, the 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 plants are celebrated, and the the meat is is an accent or it, it's on the table, but it might be you know this table of. Of uh, vegetables that were grown in the gardens, prepared all different ways, but then you would have one celebration of maybe a pheasant, but that pheasant is small. It was grown on property. Um, it's very flavorful. It was free range organic, but that wasn't really the celebration that I experienced. Um, so. I, I think, you know, there were many influenced recipes, yes, but there also, I, 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 I got to see how much the plants were celebrated and that inspired me living there. You know, it would be something as simple as, you know, slicing a tomato and just putting, you know, a, a regional olive oil on there and a regional um, vinegar on there and sea salt and that's it. It's celebrating that seasonal tomato that that we're, we're enjoying this at the moment, um, and then also I, I think that even adds a little bit of mindfulness into it. But that's a whole other topic. Um, but so I hope I answered your question. Yeah, but... for sure, for sure. I, I have I have something that's going to tie in that mindfulness word that you just mentioned, Chris. Um, I, I those are those are good section of the book too, about farmer's market tips, which I think is, is really rad. Um, it's a, it's a, something that my wife and I enjoy here in, in the Phoenix area. And we enjoy going to, to the farmer's markets and we enjoy, um, picking out the, the vegetables that, you know, with our hands, et cetera, with, with, and it's just more of an intimate experience. Um, and so, with with the whole mindfulness word, and then Anthony, like I know you mentioned in the beginning that there was possibly um, a second book, or is this is a second book coming that has more of a mindfulness piece or the psychology based um, take in there or or outlook in there? So, like just just a couple of thoughts for maybe from both of you guys how how mindfulness plays into maybe your daily life um, and or um, and or the 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 future cookbook or even this one itself? Um, mindfulness and daily, you know, I do a lot of mindfulness classes at the, at the, through my work as a psychologist at the VA. Like I mentioned, uh, there's a whole health program we have going. Um, so I do some mindfulness work through that class um, with veterans. And just on a daily basis, it's something I incorporate um, as much as I possibly can, um, through just a quiet, uh, my own quiet practice. And then just through daily actions, uh, always keeping that, um, in mind, the concept of mindfulness, because that's, what's really cool about mindfulness. It's not just 
a one, you know, a practice that's isolated from other things you do. It's something that can be incorporated in anything you do, whether it's, you know, cooking, um, washing dishes, walking, as you guys probably know. Um, so I try to infiltrate it into everything as much as I possibly can. Uh, but it's hard. It's a, it's always a challenge. I don't think I've ever, you know, or will ever master it fully, but it's a something I strive for. Love that. Yeah. I agree, Anthony. And, and Anthony has also kind of taught me a, a lot about mindfulness and our, through our discussions and through creating this book. But, you know, I think getting back to the, the farmer's market, I see mindfulness in two ways immediately is I, I get to know your, you know, what I did was I got to know my vendors who I was purchasing from through farmer's markets that had their own farms. And then that turned into them inviting me to their farm to help them plant. And um, to get your hands, like to be in the moment and to actually get your hands into the soil and, and you're helping farmers that are growing food for people on an organic level, um, to be able to like, to, you know, to rip off a piece of basil, a, a leaf of basil from a plant that's still like warm from the sun until I put it in your fingers. Like I do every time I go to a farm, I do that always with anything, a vegetable, but to like to experience that feel. Um, and also then you're, you're rubbing it in your fingers and now you're starting to, that aroma is starting to like get kicked up into your nose and you're, you're, you know, that start, that triggers things in your mind to start going into um, uh, really beautiful places to be quite honest. Um, mm. uh, but so I always encourage everyone to start a garden, you know, it's really difficult. Um, and if you don't have the space, cause I didn't, I, 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 I grew up gardening with my grandfather. He, he was a, he was an urban gardener before that, that was even a thing, which is crazy. Mm. But mm. I, I always refer back to him. You know, he, I, I can never forget the first time I tasted a tomato from his plants, but it's that mindfulness that I'll never forget. But part two is I will say this all day, every day. The I've cooked thousands of recipes, thousands of dishes. And the best ones that came out that I, I it was when you're in the moment where you take your time, your 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 own your your mind is in in, in that recipe. And you're and you're just you're taking your time sauteing your onions, your garlic, you're adding your olive oil, you're smelling that oil hit the pan, that hot pan, you, you know, that that's aromas are coming up. You're taking your time to, to uh, slice tomatoes. That dish, when you just take, you know, carve out some time to appreciate that recipe, that recipe is going to be awesome, you know? And I always tell people, you know, so that's mindfulness right there. I mean, you have all your senses when you're cooking. So if you're in the moment, you know, it's triggering you. You know, I, I, I know if like someone in my house is cooking something and I know they're cooking an egg. If I listen, I know when that egg is done. I'll get out of my seat and I'll run into the other room and be like, we got to get that out of the pan. <laughs> it's being in the moment. You know, we yeah. don't want to overcook that egg. We got to get it out. That's you know? <laughs> so I use that approach and now it's just a set, it's just part of me now. But you know, I I love I love like to to uh to take that time be, and and also if you start to get like family members or friends involved and and you know this is a whole nother layer of where like food just comes together through recipes. And, and it's, 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 it's really touches everybody and mo probably they'll never forget that, honestly. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think mindfulness and cooking is just, you know, it took me a long time to figure it out. You know, I grew up, I grew up in fast kitchens, fast paced. It was about cranking food out. I've cooked mm. for thousands of people, you know, parties for 600, no problem. But once I started thinking or, or working with mindfulness and thinking how this can really play a, a great part is, uh, is it's, it's there, you know? So, you know, I encourage everyone to like a lot of people like, Oh, I can't cook in the kitchen. I, I can't cook. I'm a terrible cook. I, you know, I just don't like it when the recipes come out. I'm like, don't think like that. Mm. Like who cares if the recipe comes out 
good or bad, like whatever. It's not going to be. It's not going to be uh, inedible, inedible, right? It, it's it, it's it's going to be good. So I don't know. That's kind of my approach with culinary and mindfulness. Yeah. And the same thing could be said with eating the meal too, as mm. uh, yeah. You know, you're you're even just sitting down right before the meal starts, just to sit there and pause, mm. just for a few moments or a few seconds, mm. and just take in the smell, uh, just get grounded into yourself and mm-hmm. focus on your breath for a moment, breathing in the smells, and then mm. doing that with the first bite of food, tasting as much as you as you can in that one first bite. It's it's it really slows you down and takes you into the present moment. Uh, and that that could be really powerful for a lot of people who are sort of like Chris described in the in the kitchen could be fast paced. We live in a fast paced every day, every moment is fast paced, and we just to slow down and do that before a meal is can be really powerful and mm-hmm. help a lot of people with um, even eating disorders um, just to be able to slow down and take this mindfulness approach to eating. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well guys thank you so much for carving out this amount of time brian any last thoughts from you i think that's a great way to end it that's a heck of a yeah. way to, to sort of encapsulate um you both of your all's energy appreciate the heck out of you guys yeah um yeah. and this has just been a been a blast i think our audience is going to find some real value in this for sure Chris, Anthony, anything on your end that you want to get out before the end of this? You want to tell people where they can best locate um, Killer Plant Based Cooking? Yeah, I, right now there it's available uh, at Amazon uh, for sale, and uh, just stay tuned. Um, you know, we're we'll be having some blogs coming out and another book eventually. Um, Maybe spices. What's that? Maybe a spice line. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like that. What's Heck what's yeah. the name? Of, what's the name of your all's website again? Just shoot that out because that, that was a cool spot for to kind of peek around it and stuff. Lots of good um, content there as well. Look within education.com. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Yeah. yeah, appreciate the heck out of you guys. Thank you. We'll uh, look forward look forward to connecting on uh, on round number two.